It's just called, man, this is horrible. <laughs> Hey, welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. <laughs> it's Just Called Two Brothers is the name of the show. I'm James. I'm Marcus. Uh, you're having to be a little quieter than normal because well, you're alone in the dark. N- yeah, not a creature was stirring except for this mouse, <laughs> to coin a phrase. So, I'm trying to capture that metaphor in my mind. <laughs> uh, this is a late evening recording of our show. Usually we do Sunday mornings, but um, things happen. Desperations. Things. <laughs> it's like panic ahead of the game. You, you're a fan of early panic. That's that's why. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is, um, let's see. What is the thing about that? <laughs> oh yeah, we, we were out. It's obscured <laughs> in your mind by the need to uh, get things together. No, no um, I got a job. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, me too. So, yeah, we are, so we are jobbed at the moment. Everybody's got a job, and so um, yeah. we can no longer uh, scream. They took our gerbs. <laughs> the the move to Oregon is on. Yeah. It is really real. Yeah. Not that it wasn't on, but um, now it's a fact. Right. And um, we started packing. So this morning, <laughs> um, we went out and we're looking for boxes. When, when you're moving, you think boxes. You think only about, but you walk down the street, you just walk into places. Are there boxes here? Have you seen any boxes? <laughs> you actually can smell them at a certain point. I mean, I would go into places, there's boxes here. Don't tell me you don't have any boxes, damn it. I can smell them. <laughs> In contrast to me, you need to move as soon as possible because yeah. you've got the job and right. you're ending the current job. That is correct. We don't need to move as soon as possible. We want to move as soon as possible. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would think you kind of do. I mean, you, you want to get sort of, um, I, I wouldn't say settled, established as far ahead as you can. All right. Isn't that true? Eh. I mean, to get rid of the headache of trying to sell and people waffling and getting into a new place and... All that. Well, it's wise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Prudent. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it as uh, as late as a few weeks. Huh. Um, but anyway, this is uh, this is a good thing. So we've got uh, new carpet coming in to uh, to make the house sell better. Hmm. So we're we're gonna pay up front for some new carpet. Well, ten percent. Uh, insert clip from Ruthless People. Check it out, my man. The flagship of the entire Dominator line, DMX10. I have a pair of these myself. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. Bitchin'. Hey, what's the fucking cost? That's the bitchin' part about it. It don't matter. If you can't afford it, fucking finance it! <laughs> I have never seen that film. <gasps> oh, oh, you gotta see Ruthless People. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Danny DeVito is great. Uh, Judge Reinhold is great. Oh, I know the I know the premise and the people. Yeah, never, yeah, never yeah. Seen, never seen it. Um, uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, I mean, Bill. <laughs> dang it, Bill Pullman <laughs> is too. great. You too. It's Bill Pullman, you fool. <laughs> oh man, Bill Pullman is is uh, hilarious as a blethering idiot. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, I like it a lot. The only thing I know is uh, the Weird Al parody. Tooth picks. Oh, Dan, 
<laughs> okay, there, <laughs> I didn't know about that. Indeed, that um, that was the first, uh, as as far as I understand it, that was the first R-rated Al movie parody. No, no, no the first R-rated uh, Disney movie, which is to oh. say the uh, Touchstone Pictures. Touchstone. Well, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guess sure. Yeah, it could be a, a, a upcoming correction corner, but uh, if it wasn't the <laughs> first, it was uh, one of the first. It was right at the uh, intro of Touchstone's Pictures. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. So they're branching out into cussing and cursing. Uh, yeah. It will be on the uh, Disney wiki, I have no doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, why? <laughs> so uh, financing some new carpet, some new flooring, so that uh, theoretically we'll make it back on the selling end because, uh, you know, it looks like a brand new house. <laughs> Indeed. And probably smells like one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So our hotshot real the estate agent got odors of... Artificial fabrics. Yep, formaldehyde and all that jazz. <laughs> it's 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 intoxicating. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Hey. <laughs> all right. We have we have a few topics. Let's cover them before you fall asleep. You, you were talking about Jaron Lanier's interview. It was. However, uh, one would like to pronounce his name. Yes. Apparently, he has a little preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lanier. Lanier. Yeah, he's. Probably fine with that. Called, What Went Wrong with the Internet? <laughs> right. So, what did go wrong with the Internet? <laughs> well, he was talking, he's just talking about the early days of idealism and how, you know, there was little um, caution shown as to the potential downside of anything that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he just sort of runs down a few things that he, he feels, um, <laughs> let's say, haven't lived up to that idealism <laughs> in any way. Um, mm-hmm. So the current state of social media, um, the prevalence of um, rampant, you know, stomping through our privacy and information mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. selling off our data, all that stuff um, sure. is, uh, is part of that article. And um, I don't know, I recommend it and I, I will link it in the show notes. Excellent, excellent. But he was there. It's like he's a, he's a um, you know, he's an early vi- uh, VR pioneer and oh. was part of the push to sort of, you know, make the internet uh, everywhere and move forward with technology. Mm -hmm. So he saw it um, on a first-hand basis. Hmm. He knows whereof he speaks. All right. Well, um, the difference between um, theoretical physicists and uh, atomic bomb droppers, say, Mm -hmm. kind of a similar thing. Like, what? We didn't expect that. (laughs) <laughs> right. We were just doing some math. Exactly. Uh, be- before I forget, uh, l- let me get right to the correction corner. Correction. 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 Corrections. <laughs> about me being uh, totally confused about uh, the difference between uh, who you mentioned last week, um, Billy Squire, and yeah. I, I chuckled. Because I thought you were talking about Billy Idol. Oh. And I pictured yeah. the sneer and, and the rebel yell and all. Mm. So They were so, not the same person. Not at all. Um, so then when I, <laughs> when I heard your, your clip that you played of uh, <laughs> Billy Squire's piece. Oh, the three for Luke. So, wait a minute. This, yeah, I, I thought, oh. <laughs> oh right, Billy Squire, <laughs> and then um, so yeah, I I, I do uh, like Billy Squire's music far more than I like Billy Idol's music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and it has certainly has held up longer. I would say, yeah, in a way, it's held up as um, sort of not stuck in its time, right? That's what I right. is what I yes. touted it as. 
Whereas, I would agree. Um, <laughs> the average Billy Idol song is very, very 80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Billy Squire could, I mean, you're thinking, I mean, I think it was the 80s, but who knows? Could have been <laughs> late 70s, could have been early 90s. Yeah, not timeless, but uh, <laughs> certainly more more timely. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing would be, of course, how to spell Billy Squire's <laughs> name. Uh, Did not, we correct uh, that in some way? I, I I corrected it on my tweet. Oh, okay. My se- second tweet after okay, you gotcha. uh, mentioned it. Yes. Apologies to Billy Squire for misspelling. Absolutely. For for implying that he was related to Chris Squire of Yes. <laughs> or some sort of medieval knight uh, <laughs> uh, helper. Billy Squire here. <laughs> Let us tilt. Freshen the treat, Governor. Get out. <laughs> um, also, I will um, since we're on correction corner. Uh, yeah. This is kind of a, a an adjunct to that. I uh, I mentioned that the Cocteau Twins were emblematic of dream pop mm-hmm, on last show, mm-hmm. and then I said, "Hey, everybody will know the lead singer of the Cocteau Twins because right. she did that song that House used, uh, which is not a Cocteau <laughs> Twins song." Oh dear! Uh, and it's not it's not really dream pop. It's um, what would you call it? Downbeat, uh, dark house, ambient. I don't know. <laughs> One of those. So, well, here's a here's a cocktail twist clip. Much more emblematic of the uh, style that you were trying yeah, to describe. Yeah, well, it's it's swirly and ethereal, yeah. which is you know like there's kind of a a, a, t- a touch of that in the uh, in Teardrop, but a very different band. I was kind of confused when I heard the clip that you played. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. okay, I guess I could I could be out of touch. I know, me too. It, it didn't seem too trance-like to me. So right, yeah, so yeah, no. So correction corrected. Yeah, but not not the trance part, but the ethereal no. part. Yes, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Correction made. <laughs> yeah. Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> I will say, you know, it's, some news came to light this week and um, <laughs> delighted a few people, I would say, I'm sure. Yeah, certainly us. Gen Xers. I mean, who are hey, that people? reminds me. Did I even, did I, I didn't even do my intro. Uh, that's based on the teachings of the guys that are in our news. Uh, so may I just say to you, how's it going, eh? <laughs> it's going okay. Excellent. Okay. Moving Where on. does that come from? Well, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie from SCTV, uh, which is to say Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas getting together, yeah. and they're together again yeah. in the f- upcoming sort of. <laughs> S- SCTV special. Uh, along with the rest of them, yes. And uh, they got eh, basically all the living cast members right. from the original SCTV to come back. Mm-hmm. Um one bizarre thing is it's uh, going to be directed by Martin Scorsese, but uh, eh, it'd probably still be okay. I, I mean, I don't know what that means. He's 
certainly a great director. What are you going to do? Yeah, maybe he was just a fan. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't get the connection, but but uh, perhaps it'll come out. I can't remember. Yeah, there's something. Pretty sure it's it's something. Yeah. So we we were a little disappointed that. Um, when we first heard about the special, mm-hmm. that uh, it was going to be everybody except Rick Moranis, <laughs> right. who had um, p- become uh, not re- somewhat of a recluse in the sense that he had given up acting yeah. and just focused on his, his music, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that was that. I don't know, maybe the thought of working with Martin Scorsese <laughs> brought him back, but more likely it was the other cast members that put some pressure on, I would, I would guess. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I, I think he may have just um, talked to them about some or any concerns that he would have you know he he said that uh he's very picky now about what he chooses to do mm-hmm. that's how he conducts his professional life and that um one of the reasons he didn't do or hasn't done things before is that it's just a payday and he doesn't want to do that yeah, and he doesn't yeah. want to just do acting to somebody else's dictates right which right. is you know how he would he sort of felt like he was just uh, just uh, playing the game Basically, he sure. By that, didn't want to do that without any input. By that third or fourth, honey, I shrunk the whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it wasn't. Cre- it was no longer creatively satisfying, and that's you know that was a big reason that he you know stayed in as deeply as he did as long as he did. Mm-hmm. Was you know he was intimately involved in making SCTV and from top to bottom. Yeah, and, I um, can see that um, when one would uh, when they drive a dump truck full of money up to your house, <laughs> yeah. um, that you would get suckered in by that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, but, that's good uh, for a while. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're driven in any way, then you, you want to do something else. Yeah, and, and he had the money that he could sure. decide, certainly. so Right, but it, it does become addictive for a lot of people. You know, it, it's in the same way that um, high-end businesses, business executives really um, operate. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the drive to succeed, quote-unquote, um, mm-hmm. to make more and more, uh, to, to achieve higher numbers, you know, all the time is, uh, it just becomes a, an obsession and, and an end in itself. Yeah. And so sure that, you know, acting can be the same, like, Hey, just <laughs> what's that Mr. Burns line? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with your million dollars, sir? I don't know. Throw it in the pile, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing your $20 million movies at the top end, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and cash in. Right. Cash in and there's an endless supply of yes folk right. that will shower you with and, praise. And if that's all that you had, why not continue to do it? Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to someone who was a, a creative force and then forced to, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put a, his creativity aside. Yeah. You like that clever turn? Um, Very good. Yeah. He, he's an example of someone who stepped away from the biz because... It wasn't fulfilling anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, as you say, you know, one, having made money off of some cash cows, how much more does he need? Yeah. N- none more. Right. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or very little, certainly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he raised his family. He's gotten to do the projects that he wants to do. And every once in a while, you know, if he, th- if he sees something worthy, he'll go do it. He did the Spaceballs mm-hmm. episode of the Goldbergs which I'm kind of interested to see. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. It's, he reprised his uh, Dark Helmet character ah. for the show, and I don't I don't know when, huh. what capacity. I just yeah. probably should search YouTube for, for some clips. Yeah, dream sequence or something. Maybe. I don't know. There's something charming about having all of the majors back. And, yeah, and definitely. And the idea that one essential piece missing, you know, is, is sort of compromised. I mean, the fact that John Candy can't be in it yeah. is hard enough. 
certainly. But not to have Rick, who <laughs> you know is such a another huge piece of when, the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when he's out there, you would just feel um, like, oh man, <laughs> you know, you, you can't help but feel uh, bittersweet sure. that John Candy wouldn't be in, yeah. unless they, um, you know, CGI him in. <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, but um, the only, the only thing about the show is that um, I hope they don't you know try and those guys like try too hard. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah. But uh, but it's nice the the thought of of them getting back together, right. getting the band back together. I feel like I feel like Rick wouldn't want to be a part of something that was uh, just blatantly pandering. So that gives me confidence. Sure, sure, sure. And, and the others have been in other things. You know, they've been flashbacks and mm-hmm. the the compilations. I guess they did maybe some commentary for the DVDs. I don't I don't remember. But he generally isn't part of any kind of reunion or uh, overview or retrospective or anything else that they bring cast members back for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, hmm. I, I always <laughs> I always wonder what <laughs> what he's doing and what he would think. Yep, because he's a extremely smart and. Uh, insightful com- comedian. Uh, if you say so. Write <laughs> <laughs> in with your hate mail. Rick Moranis <laughs> is just the worst. If you if you only know him from his characters, you might you might not think so. It's <laughs> right. kind of like um, yeah, Cheech and Chong. Yeah. You know, this is when you uh, especially Chong, Tommy Chong is uh, <laughs> way way more astute <laughs> and uh, put together than his uh, right. Cheech and Chong character yep. would indicate. <laughs> As Cheech is much more sophisticated than his. Oh, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. I'm going to cut some of that out there. Shrink it down. Either way. Tighten it up a little bit there. Always cut the pauses. (laughs) Well, uh, there's the music, so I guess that's the show. Um, (laughs) Since uh, this show should have been last week because of the length. Because we we definitely cut it a little short. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that's okay because everybody's sleeping here, so I will uh, (laughs) allow them to continue sleeping by not uh, Becoming enraged (laughs) or excited. (laughs) Could go either way. I I imagine if we went on another uh, usual 20 minutes or so, (laughs) I would just keep getting louder and my guffaws would tend to to wake up a baby. Fair enough. So, uh, oh, there there went the music. (laughs) Oh, but then it's back again. So... (laughs) You can leave us a short message. You can leave us a, a, any message you want <laughs> on the, the email device. You can leave any length of message you would like at bros at it's just called two brothers.com. If you really wanted to, you could tweet at us at IJC2B. Our show archives are at it's just called two brothers.com. And I have a daily blog at marcusharwell.com. Ooh, blog. 